Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists whose names sound similar, but the music is very different. This week, we're talking about Flying POTUS, Presidents of the United States of America, the band, and then this uh, hip-hop dude, Flying Lotus. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. We are back from a, a brief hiatus. Death. More like a biatus, if you will. I'm not sure what that means, but yes. You don't understand what I'm saying? Oh, biatus. I feel like, well, hiatus means that you're... Bye. Well, yeah, I know that, you but like it? if That's it was... Good. But what? Okay, never mind. It doesn't matter. Hello, everybody. I, I think that Flying POTUS might be one of my favorite names. Mm. That well, you done. came up with it. I know, but mm. I can I can like what it's, I do. It should technically be Potusa. I, I know, I know, oh. but it doesn't it doesn't have the Flying same flow. Potusa, Potusa, Potusa. We're releasing this episode as a, a special inauguration day episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I knew that this was an episode I wanted to do at some point, anyways, and I we had been we've been on hiatus for a minute. You yeah. might not have heard us in a minute. And I kind of said, you know, we should we should come back from hiatus, and this is a good opportunity to do so mm-hmm. for inauguration day, a celebratory flying POTUS episode where we can celebrate the electronic hip hop artist Flying Lotus and also the '90s alternative rock band Power Pop. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes Power Pop. They're most little, definitely, they're a little bit of different things. There's definitely a lot to <clears throat> dig into with both. Yes. So Flying Lotus, I feel like most. Um, most people like who are in that scene of music would know Flying Lotus, but Flying Lotus isn't really like an overall big name. No, uh, no, he's probably like he's maybe produced something that maybe you've heard possibly, but yeah, uh, I don't think that most people know who he is. Well, you've right? watched Adult Swim, yes. right? What a lot he do? of Adult Swim so, stuff. He what did, did he do? What do you do? Tell us. He did well. He submitted music and then was used, and then therefore from that point on, wrote and produced all of the music for the bumpers. Yeah, he's. But, I mean, that was really the start of his bumpers? career. Bumpers are basically oh, like okay, the, okay, okay. You know what they are? They're okay. the, they're the I thought in, it was a new show. I haven't. They're seen the yet. in between no. Adult Swim bit. Tyler yeah. the Creator could have created a new thing you, other than the jellies. What's called the, the bumpers. earliest uh, Adult Swim bumper you remember? Uh, I think that the earliest one was when um, Aquaman was dancing at the pool. That's a good one. You remember the pool ones where yeah. they say all the kids out of the pool? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the pool ones too. Those are good. Those I are like good. But yeah, Flying Lotus. Isn't there really... like old people in it? Yes, yeah, there's old yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, Flying Lotus really wouldn't have existed had it not been for his contribution to Cartoon Network. Like yeah. that was how he started putting out music. His, I think his mom actually convinced him to submit something to Cartoon yeah. Network. He was also and an they... intern at the time at a... At a label. Yeah, what, yeah that's what true. Was it? What label was it? I don't remember uh, man, which I don't have label. To tell you right here. Was it Stone's Throw? Yeah, it was Stone's Throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Stone's Throw being something that um, MF Doom was a part of. Mm-hmm. That was what rest released in, in Mad Villainy. Man. So, right. yes, rest in peace indeed for, to so. MF Doom. His uh, mother, though. His mother, indeed. Alice Coltrane. Yeah. What? What's happening? Famed, famed uh, wife of famous jazz musician John Coltrane. Well, a pianist, a jazz pianist herself. Wait, as well. that's true. So Flying Lotus is related to John Coltrane. He's the son of yeah. John Coltrane. No, he's this not. But good. he is his. He is John Coltrane's wife's son. I don't know if huh. Col- if John Coltrane is his dad or not. No, probably not. But what's that make him? What does that make? Is I thought, that an I thought actual it was grandpa? Thing? Was it mom? I thought that was his mother. 
I thought it oh, was... Oh, grandnephew. He's grand. He's a grandnephew. It's a, it's a oh, step back, but he's okay. related. Right? He, was the, he was the grandson of Marilyn McLeod. Yes. McLeod? Yes. I don't know how you pronounce it. But she wrote a, a lot of soul writer. music. Yeah, yeah. 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 She wrote mm-hmm. some soul music. So, so well, that's pretty good. So he's got a pretty got pretty extensive lineage for sure. But yeah. also, like, he's a protege. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, but he also like I mean his music. Protege. Ooh. Hey, that's pretty good. His music is really distinct to me, though. Like I feel like like even like with the Adult Swim stuff. When you hear it, you know that it's his kind of electronic work. He has a very, he has a very like uh, distinctive print to the way that he makes music. Anything that I found that he makes, you can tell it has the Flying Lotus sound to it. It's even hard to describe his kind of style of electronic because he's influenced by a lot of different forms of music like jazz and funk and soul and you know Afrobeat. I would say comes in in places like just typical electronic music. It's just like a very interesting form of IDM, which is just intelligent dance music. Um, But he has just kind of his own sound that he's been doing ever since really the beginning. And I like, I've, I've enjoyed him for a while. He was, I realized I was thinking about it. He was one of the first like electronic artists that I kind of got into. It was right around, believe it or not, it was right around when Skrillex started becoming oh, popular. Oh boy. No. And I was like, I could do something better than this, I bet. So I started doing some hunting. It's not even the same. It's not even no. the same thing. Well, I just wanted something that was more like electronic uh. and like instrumental kind of music. And I said, I'm sure there's better stuff out there than what people are listening to, to here. So I landed on Battles and Flying Lotus. Yeah. And that was like kind of my introduction to like really just electronic instrumental type music or just experimental music, really. And, like, I've followed Flying Lotus now for eight years. I think about eight years now. So, you know, I've I've been familiar with him for quite a bit. But he's done quite a few things that are, you know, relevant to me. Like, obviously, you know, he had a production credit on To Pimp a Butterfly from Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was featured on his album You're Dead. He has a lot of interesting featured artists. He's also, I mean, he works regularly with... Uh... <sighs> Thundercat. Yes, Thundercat. Gee, Thundercat. Whiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thundercat is the basis on, on like praise, almost everything. On, yeah. Almost everything. And he he has a very signature t- sound too. I don't think we have we talked yeah. about Thundercat on Good Band Bad uh, Band. I don't think we. I don't think, I don't think so. Think no. I didn't think so. Thundercat is a bassist, also a kind of like an odd soul ish yeah. singer. It's, it's very odd. It's like an alternative R and B, but he sings about like comic books and anime and stuff like that. Like he's just very strange. Uh, but his bass work is very, very prominent in the hip hop scene. Uh, he also Thundercat also was on To Pimp a Butterfly, um, and he he plays the bass on a lot of his work. And his bass work is almost as distinctive as Flying Lotus's mm-hmm. instrumental, you know, electronic work. And so when you pair those two together, like it's very evident that they're working together. You can mm-hmm. hear both of them within the music. I re-listened to the first album that I got into, which is Until the Quiet Comes, and you can hear both of them very, very well. You hear the bass line. It's very clearly Thundercat. You hear the electronics. It's very clearly Flying Lotus. I even saw they've done interviews together. They did uh, one of Pitchfork's um, Up or Down or what is it called again? Uh, I uh, – uh... Under called, over, yeah, under, under over, over. Yeah, 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 over. Well, I think it's over under, but over yeah, overrated or underrated, underrated right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so they did it Fun together. To I just saw Junior does one that's kind of funny. Mm. I've seen some pretty good ones. Considering I, I, how everyone speaks in that band, like mm-hmm. this, do they? Oh, Jay Maskey's is like the slowest talker 
He look at he's like uh, just yeah. thrilling like, uh, stuff right there. Thrilling stuff. They're like weed. He's like uh, overrated. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he needs some. Uh, May I really quickly? So before we get too far away from the adult swim stuff, I actually did have something <laughs> that I wanted to play. Uh-huh, uh, it is actually Cartoon Network adjacent rather than is being this from Adventure Time. It is from um, Adventure Time. That. It is so cool. It's also in the same way, very clearly like his music. Like when you hear, it's called a glitch is a glitch, and when you listen to it, like it has the Adventure Time feeling to it, but it also feels like a Flying Lotus song. So yeah, let's play that. Again, very much both. Like it's got kind of like that weird, like kind of video gamey sound, mm-hmm. but also has a lot of like the textures that he would use in his own music. True. So. I guess last last Adult Swim thing. For, I want to welcome everyone. Welcome everyone to the year of the Sea Lab. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes. We've got to welcome everyone to the year of the Sea Lab. It's, it's a beautiful year. Speaking of that, uh, Flying Lotus yes. began. Oh my. Began rapping under the persona yes. of Captain Murphy, oh, which is yeah. based on the character oh, from Sea Lab. Oh, Howlin' Mad Murphy. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I do love that. It's it's funny because he didn't immediately reveal himself to be Captain Murphy, and a lot of people were like, like they were trying They're to figure out who it was. Yeah. And they, some people thought it was Tyler, the creator. Yeah, a lot of people said, were like thinking it was Odd Future related, yeah. which I guess it kind of is. Earl they, Sweatshirt he's kind or, of, yeah. He's still also heavily related to Odd Future as well in, yeah. two, in, a, in some regards. So. Well, he's had Earl Sweatshirt on songs before, if I remember Yeah, and he's worked so. with Odd Future directly as well mm-hmm. on some stuff. So he, yeah. the collaboration is deep. So there yeah. you go. There's another, that's the last one, I guess. Welcome welcome to C-Lab. Which, mm-hmm. of course, Tyler, the creator, also involved with Adult Swim. Yeah, and we talked about before on either one of the shows. That's how I met him. Is it? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's how I met him. Uh, Loiter Squad. Loiter Squad. Yeah. Um, a lot of. I mean, we've talked about this before, but like hip hop is pretty well entrenched into yeah. Adult Swim. We've talked about MF Doom again. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Well, um, we've talked about time. Run the Jewels. Every time this episode, even Killer Mike. So singles, the singles project. I don't know if y'all. I'm assuming you're familiar with the yes. singles project yes. released Swimming by Killer Mike, which sampled a Flying Lotus song. That is true. So it's all it's it's cyclical and circular. Indeed. Which Welcome I, to see I like the swimming song too. It like yeah, it's good. It fits well with Killer Mike doing what he's doing mm-hmm. on that song. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So uh, from what you guys listen to, because I'm sure that you I don't know if you did a lot of digging into other stuff, but did you have a particular uh, guest vocalist that stood out to you? He's done a lot of guest vocalists, so there's a lot to pick through. But I'm not sure how much you. Um, dug through. There's a lot of like very notable things that we've covered, like Denzel Curry. They did a Black Balloons reprise, which is based on the song Black Balloons from his album Taboo. Um, let's see, who else have we covered? Kendrick, obviously, we've covered. Tom, old, uh, Tom Snoop Dogg, we very recently covered. Tom York is on a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. He has so. actually is a very odd relationship. He's Tom York actually said that Flying Lotus's music influenced uh, the King of Limbs. Their 2011 oh, really? album. That's funny because he was going to remix that album. Mm-hmm. Did he ever do? Did he, do you know if he did it or not? He, uh, he did remix a it. song from one of their albums. He's remixed I, multiple 
yes radiohead songs but yes. he was I, maybe it was just a song from that album that i was thinking i suppose said the whole thing. i'm not i'm not sure um obviously the most prominent one is the one with kendrick lamar which makes sense those two obviously pair off very well uh, other notable ones like uh, Eric Badu is pretty interesting to yeah. me. Of course, like you said, Tom York is on a couple of different songs. Uh, one of the ones that certainly stands out more than perhaps uh, any other one is George Clinton. Yeah. George Clinton. George Clinton. It's pretty weird. It's going to tie in later on. Mm. Mm. He also, uh, they, they covered Burning Down the House, right? Is that what they did? The George Clinton thing? It's a, the song is called "Burning Down the House." Is that a cover? Well, let's or? play it and see. Yeah, yeah play the George Clinton thing. That. If that's like a cover, <laughs> yo, we're just making my day here. I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's very George Clinton, though. The whole thing is is very George Clinton. I like him. I I think if I remember... What's he in Good Burger? Listen, you can't bring it up yet. Home of the Good Burger. Why not? Why can't I bring it up? Because we'll use it for the transition. That's fair. That's fair. How's that sound? The other one, because to go back to Thundercat, he also had a song that's kind of in that same like inspiration because he did a song with Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins at one point. Oh, boy. That's pretty cool. Where does that stuff come from? I you don't know? know, where do like I always want to know. Like I think that many relationships in this kind of music make a lot of sense. Like Kendrick Lamar and Flying Lotus, duh. Anderson Pock and Flying Lotus, mm-hmm. duh. Where does he come up with the time to come up with a song with David Lynch? Like David Lynch? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. David Lynch? Yeah, he is an artist though. He's yeah. made music before. It's just not really like again like where do they run into each other you know I would because feel like he Tom... does he does a lot of stuff with that has to do with film still that's true did you see any of the stuff that Flying Lotus did with that horror movie I didn't see I didn't see anything with the horror movie but I saw that he did like a he's done multiple live scores for films and at like festivals and stuff like that he's done live scores what's the horror movie thing it's a compilation type film I believe it's called Kuso oh yeah I did see that yeah Kuso is a uh, kind of like a anthology horror based movie that Flying Lotus did and it has Tim Heidecker in it another Adult Swim related thing yep wow I I haven't seen it Uh, I believe it's on Shudder so if you're out there, yeah, it is have, on Shutter. If, if you have Shutter, be sure to check out prayed, Shutter. He praised Shutter after that experience. Mm-hmm. Even there are I other people on that, but I can't remember all the names. That's the one that stood out, obviously the most. Uh, Hannibal me. Burris was one of the. That's like the right. main guy, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of a big name for those type of people. Flying Lotus was also, um, I think he was the onset DJ for Hannibal Burris's short yeah. run show in Comedy Central. I too. believe he was. I believe he was. Hannibal Burris, of course, another, you know, Adult Swim adjacent type of person. So. A lot of stuff in there that is related to that, which that doesn't sell you. What will? Oh, you know what? Uh, kind of cool is he has his own radio station on GTA Five. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> oh, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all like kind of curated by him too. Yeah, like it's music that like he thought would be interesting to put within the video game. Like that sounds okay. I don't like Grand Theft Auto that much personally. I think the game is not something that like deeply interests me. 
but the soundtrack to that game is dope. Yeah, there's some cool stuff on there. They had a whole California like um like surf punk style like uh channel that had like waves and fiddler mm-hmm, yep, on it. Yep. And I was like, I've Oh my that. god. Like, yeah. You have Waves and Fiddler and Flying Lotus. It's pretty good. the same video game. They've got I'm some in. good chance. I don't know where, because they even have some, like, less. I mean, Waves is actually a pretty good example of a lesser known group, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you wouldn't know if you didn't listen to that type of music. That, like, have some good stuff in there. But that's pretty cool. I forgot about that. Let's see. Oh, hey, Jared. Uh, I did find one thing that I know that will make you happy, of course. Who did uh, Flying Lotus have an interview with? I'm, I heard you doing it uh, the other night. He yeah. th- he interviewed with the Nardwar, yep. oh, the human serviette from Canada. Do you know what a serviette is? Uh, it's the servant. It's a napkin. He's a human napkin. Yeah. Why does he call himself? I, that? I don't know. I've been wondering. He calls I himself a human napkin. Yeah, the human serviette. Huh. That's weird. That's not quite. nice. Yeah. I like him. He gives gifts to people. Nardwar. He does a good job. The thing that I, I like th- when he gives gifts to people and they tell him that he can keep it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. If you like it, you can keep it. I think the the best part about Nardwar, which I where I've started to gain more of a respect for what he does, yeah. is that he's not just giving them gifts like to be silly. No, they're all they're all something. relevant. Like the things that he gave on Flying Lotus yeah. were related to his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all very specific sense. things. Like. He always gives very specific. He sometimes I've seen him give someone. Uh, someone said that they really liked an album, or that an album was really influential to them, and he found like a special pressing of it and gave them that. Yeah, and stuff like that before. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. He also did an interview with Ron Jeremy. It's awesome. It's hilarious. Oh, no. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh no! Oh how my many, gosh! How many hilarious. condoms did he give him on the show? None. So oh. the thing about Nardwar is yeah, I wonder why is that. <laughs> listen, the thing about Nardwar is he. The questions he asks are not normal interview questions. No. So he asks like weird questions or like more questions that are just different. Like and he, he asks, doesn't even really ask a question. He just no. says, "Tyler, you worked with this person. Yeah. What did you think about like? I mean, well, like, time, I guess that's kind of a question, but not in the right. same traditional. One time he interviewed Ian McKay and he's like, "I heard you in Winnipeg. Did you get some good food up there? Vegan food in Winnipeg." I mean, like, that's I relevant to him though. It is like, in a so, weird way. Actually, he interviewed Ian McKay earlier in 2020 when once it was known that the Corky album was going to be pushed back mm. he did like an hour long interview with Dean McKay uh, virtual of course which is really really good yeah. but this John Jeremy thing he asked him all sorts of things and he asked him yeah, what's the obsession with all the semen Ron Jeremy so much semen I don't understand why there's <laughs> <laughs> And you know, then, I could see where that question why, would come what, from. Why the obsession with male ejaculate, Ron Jeremy? And he goes, uh, Ron Jeremy, uh, the porn community is out for him because he, he let him know that it's all fake. Everything's fake. <gasps> yep, Ooh. he said it. But uh, it's All a, the it's ejaculation hilarious. is fake? All the ejaculate no. is fake. No. Yep, it's all fake. Wow. It's all fake. I don't like that. It's all fake. I feel like the two Nardwar interviews that will stand out to me probably forever is the one with Blur and the one with Eric Andre. Because the Blur oh one my. is a catastrophe yep. awful. because yep. they are jerks, and the yeah. Eric Andre one is a catastrophe because Eric Andre <laughs> is just doing what Eric Andre does. And Nardwar so Nardwar, Nardwar does. Yeah, so it's like it's so chaotic that there's they no kind of, semblance to it at all. It's they just kind like, of do the same thing. Eric Andre is just more physical. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, that's true. Yeah, that, that one made me sad. Yeah, well, you'd think it would be great, but really when you put those two together, there's just no... There's no structure anymore. It all just falls apart. So, yeah, like this show, like this show. You know, he also Flying Lotus also produced uh, a song, a Mac Miller song. 
Yeah, I see him as uh, on like the people he's worked with on Wikipedia as Mac Miller. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That song also, what's kind of interesting about that song too, is that um, that one also very much sounds like a Flying Lotus song, which of course makes sense, but it also is um, still clearly like I'm like Mac Miller. He does a good job of keeping his music in a way that it makes sense for the artist, but still has the touch of his sound. We should play that Mac Miller song. It's actually pretty cool to, to hear how he does that. Watching Dawson's Creek till I fall asleep. It's harder than it seems. I'm underwater in my dreams. I'm in all this jigsaw puzzles, not complete. I'm just an idea, nothing concrete. Came to raise limits, get higher than plane engines. They trying to change what has become to the same difference. Shut your pie hole. I'm dope and I know my voice sound like it was a sample off a rhino. I'll admit that, like, I think that watching movies with the sound off was a pretty underappreciated Mac Miller album. Like, a lot of people, like, you know, obviously with his passing, a lot of people really enjoyed his most recent posthumous album post hummus if you will and he they you know obviously praise his growth but i think that album showed quite a bit as well in terms of him kind of you know growing up with his sound too yeah so. i can't i can't remember what i preferred when we i guess i wasn't it. i think the divine feminine is what i preferred when we listened to mac miller that also has some yeah, pretty good songs on it i remember yeah. isn't that the one that has anderson pock on it too i think so yeah that one's a pretty good song. yeah it is yeah yeah I also oh, there's one thing that I remember that I need to talk about with Flying Lotus. Have either of you seen the music video for the song Tiny Tortures? I doubt it. I have not seen the music video. The music video is very trippy and strange and has a lot of odd visuals to it, but it features a celebrity, mm. and that celebrity is Elijah Wood. Oh, okay, oh, that's fun. Elijah Wood <laughs> is in the music video. It's it's like. It's not. Hard, it's pretty hard to miss. He's very much the focal point, the only person you really see throughout the entire video, and it's. I, I highly recommend watching it because it's. It, it will. It just like most of his music. It's very odd and you know, like really, it's inspired by psychedelic music. Yes. Is really what he does in a lot of ways. A lot of his music is inspired by like you know, metaphysical concepts and stuff like that. He's like even in just like instrumental music, he's not. You know, it's just not like straight beats. He's right. like doing something that's like dreamlike or it's, you know, spacey or whatever it is. So, but yeah, that, that music video is quite odd to me. Are we ready to transition? Yeah. You know, George Clinton, huh? wasn't he in that movie? Good Burger. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was a good burger. In that one scene where they played that George Clinton song and he said, Ooh, and he turned the radio up and they got wild. Uh huh. You know what else is in Good Burger? What's that? Putusa. They've got a sick song, a good burger called Man Opposable Thumb. I think I've talked about it here before on that episode where I talked extensively about good burger. I believe that, that you did that. Yeah. But it's a great song and it's almost it wasn't I read this week that it was not. I think last time I mentioned that it was uh, you know, for recorded, written recorded for the movie, which it turns out it wasn't, but it is the only place that you can locate it outside of the compilation album that it is on. So that, maybe we should start talking about Patusa. I think we might have to. Oh. Potusa are mostly known. Why for, are you doing that? 
Why are we saying he it? said it? I, I hate this. I would prefer to call them presidents, the presidents. Presidents, the presidents United is States definitely that's what I, I call them. You said, the well, you just called it a dumb thing before, so I didn't like it. I would it. just do what he did. He did do it. Oh, I'm looking, I was looking right at him. Oh, he did don't, look at don't get so butthurt. I was getting defensive because I thought you were saying it because I just said it. Well, you He liked it when I said it, but when you said it, No, I didn't like either. I didn't even know what you were doing, honestly. The presidents. The presidents. Are really mostly known for two songs. Yes. That's dumb. It is kind of dumb because, honest, like, the funny thing is, is that the presidents, their debut album, was like triple platinum. Yeah, it's triple everything. Which we've talked about platinum. in the 90s. It's pretty easy to have an album that oversold, especially with hits on it. But when you think about it, that album did have both Lump and Peaches on it, which are two pretty solid songs. Yeah, Peaches is a great song. Peaches is a great song. Uh-huh. Jared? I agree. Millions <laughs> of Peaches. Peaches? Peaches for me. I remember... Uh, they come from a can. Yes. They were put there by a man. On a, in a factory downtown. Downtown. I'm so uh, I've been looking for that factory for most of my life. Uh, I've yet to find it. Yeah. Where is that man? Where is that? Where is Who that is downtown? That man? My, I'm, that man could be me. You my memory. Be that man? My memory of Peaches is growing up. Uh, we went. We're friends with this kid that we went over to his house and played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater all the time. And we talked. We bonded over the song Peaches by Presidents of the United States of America. Like for some reason, we both found out that we knew about the song and we're like. Yeah, that's a good song, right? Yeah, it's a good song. And then that was that was it. That's how we one of the reasons why we were friends. There you go. I think that the the fun thing about the presidents is that like and it's pretty evident from both the main songs, especially Peaches, is that they're just kind of silly, silly fun guys. Yeah. They're not they're not out here trying to keep everything super serious. They're they're just kinda having a good time. And I w- we will touch on that throughout this episode. And I do have a bombshell that we will get to at some point. Oh no. I'm very, very excited about it. I have not been able to stop thinking about it, oh. but I want to save it. You know what's oh, interesting is Peaches is their only hit. Peaches got to number 20, 29, mm-hmm. and Lump didn't even make the Billboard Hot 100 That's charts. That's pretty surprising. I know. I think of Lump more than I think of Peaches. Yeah, I, I feel like too. Lump is a way bigger song. Well, Weird Al lumped it. Well, That's I thought I was going to say. I think I was going to mention, uh, I find it interesting when, so most of the time with Weird Al, the musicians do Weird Al a favor. Like Madonna did Weird Al a favor, Michael Jackson did Weird Al a right. favor, but I feel like there's not very many instances where Weird, Weird Al, Al did, did the favor. band a favor, <laughs> right, and right, that's right. one of these. Gump they did it. Is a is Weird Al giving the president so a favor? I didn't yeah. even. I never would have. I out. hadn't even seen the movie, so I learned everything about Forrest Gump from that song. <laughs> I mean, really, he does. It's very similar to a couple of his other songs, where like he really details. Yeah. The movie. Yeah, he just says all the things that happen. Why even watch it? Yeah, for yeah. an hour and a half. When I can listen to, it. to yeah, much more entertainingly as well. Yeah. That and the American uh, American Pie. Uh, yeah. Star oh yeah, song. That's a good, and the Spider Man saga. Oh, the Spider Man song. Oh yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if my intro to Presidents was with uh, Weird Al or with Good Burger, but it was mm. between those two. Undoubtedly, I'm sure it was with Good Burger, probably. But Weird Al was would have been soon to follow. Yeah, I feel like I knew of Lump before Weird Al did Gump, but I don't know for sure. Like I can't. That's really like hard I to can't place. pinpoint for certain. Yeah. Well, they both would have. I mean, so that song came out in what ninety five? Uh, yeah, or ninety three. Mm-hmm. Ninety five. Yeah, and, and then it hit the charts. And then Weird Al did the song on ninety six. So yeah. like. You know, we would have been exposed no, yeah. to them around the same time because we were like, you know, we were too young. Yeah, it wouldn't have been when it came out. Right. But I don't know when I learned of one of the other. Uh, right. Yeah, who knows? That's what I mean. Is that Most like, likely it was Weird Al because I, yeah. like, you know, 
grew up with Weird Al. We sure did. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. We all done it. We did we an episode. But uh, yeah, they've done some interesting. I like their video kill the radio star cover a it's lot. Good, isn't it's it? good. Uh, I so I, I own that album. The last that's the last album they put out before their first breakup, and it was a compilation album of demos and unreleased songs. Yeah, and it's really good. It's called Pure Frosting, which was an early name of the group. And there's a live a live live lump. Of lump. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they shame people, which makes me feel good. I love that album, and I got that's the first presence album I got, and I got it because my neighbor. Who I also got how I was introduced to Netflix and various things. Uh, Netflix? Had, yeah, he had Netflix when I was when we were. That kids. doesn't even sound old. I know, but he <laughs> he had Netflix, You're but gonna... he had it when you had to get the DVDs. We did that too. Know? Yeah, we had those. And those they the came days. in those envelopes, those, like yep, envelopes yep. that were yeah. Can so, you believe that? What if you would have invested in that company and then you're just wild. like, yeah, holy shit, <laughs> this is worth so much more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're like, I'm pretty sure that this is just mail-in family video, yes, and it's yes, like, it's... hey, surprise, we got something. They, in store I like for how you. they come wholly unprotected in the USPS. They really They're did. Just, Anyway, so he had some. He found or had some CD membership where you can get any album for five dollars. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he said, "You want some, me to get you some albums?" I said, "You better give me a President's album." And that's what I, that was the number one album I requested from him. Wow, was a President's album. That's cool. And that's what they had for five dollars. So for five dollars, I got Pure Frosting, and that, I know the entire album from that was back. yeah. It was only five dollars for you, but for him. It was more because you have to buy. Oh, I know. Once you buy the one for five dollars, like, oh yeah, we'll give it you uh, twenty CDs for only ninety nine cents each. But then uh, you have to buy like ten CDs over the year for twenty five dollars, yep. and it just is a total shame. Look, I, I love I it. I got a it's five so dollar resident CD. I don't know. I don't care what it cost him. I got a great album. I remember being a kid and looking at those magazine art like uh, advertisements and doing the math. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't a good deal at all. Yeah, <laughs> they trick so, you. They trick yeah. you good. So uh, well, what do we what do we want to play? I I feel like we need to dig into some of their uh, odd stuff because obviously there's a lot of odd stuff. Okay. So for example, I know that you really want to talk about the Drew Carey show. Okay, so they did a cover of the song Cleveland Rocks, which I don't know. Somebody originally did it. Uh, I looked that up. I thought they did it, but I was wrong when I looked the other night. But they covered the song Cleveland Rocks for many seasons of the Drew Carey show, mm-hmm. which I did not know that that show lasted nine seasons. Nine seasons, baby. Yeah, on ABC. Uh, it was not like particularly good. The same good. amount of time as Seinfeld is the amount of time that the yeah. Drew Carey show was on television. It feels like forever, doesn't it? I did not the, process nobody, that thought. Oh, my nobody God. Nobody has the same love for the Drew no, Carey no, show. No, 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 no. Diedrich Bader's on that show. You don't... I like how that show just switched to who wants who or uh, whose lines anyway, and it's just like half the same people. One thing I will uh, Ryan cre- Styles was on both I know. shows. What, I was going to say one thing I will credit Drew Carey with is that the people that he's been like friends with, he's just kept them all. Like, yeah, he's just friends forever. With them. Like all those same guys came back for the read. Uh, like Wayne Brady came yep. back. Like and you could call him mockery. All those people. You could say what else were they doing? Which. Is fair because if you are a improv comedian that goes out and people say like, "Hey, yeah. do this," then like, what else do you really have? Right. But you know, like Drew Carey was doing other things. He hosts The Prices Right now, uh, and, and like now Wayne Brady hosts some uh, yep. TV daytime. Yeah. Who do you who do you think has transcended in popularity more at this point due to those things, Wayne Brady or Drew Carey? I'd say probably it's, Drew Carey. It, 
I don't know. People don't love Wayne place, Brady. I, well, people yeah, love but Wayne Brady's do. trajectory was from nearly nothing, and then he's on uh, Who's Line, and then people are like, he does the singing stuff, and then he keeps going up, and then it's reached a point where now he's like the guy you get for shows. Yeah. And Drew Carey was like up here. Nobody knows where he came from, but he has a TV show for nine seasons. Yeah. Then he hosted a show that was pretty good, but he really didn't make any jokes, and when he did, uh, they he were- pretty funny. They, there, I, I don't know. Not yeah. as, he didn't have, Wasn't he a stand-up comedian, too? Like, nobody- has anybody ever seen him do stand-up comedy? Yeah, and yet he's I, a stand-up comedian. You know I'm, pretty, most... I'm pretty sure that Drew Carey actually just like um, just started to appear just for the show. Like he never. That's existed. what I'm saying. He all of he a never even here. lived. He, he has just... nine seasons. Then he hosts a show that he puts all of his friends on and says and lets them be funny and occasionally jokes. And then he all of a sudden comes in and boots Bob Barker off the Price is Right, and now he just hosts The Price is Right. And in he his came weird, out of nowhere, too. In his nasty, weird, old, skinny body, he's hosting The Price is Right. It's terrible. Yeah, that's pretty good. My, that's my, he has a beard now. Does he? Yeah, he was on something, uh, some kind of show the other night I saw a commercial for. Oh, man, what is it? Oh, Wheel of Fortune. He's going to be on the oh, celebrity great. version oh, of Wheel great. of Fortune. And he has a beard now. And everybody's like, hey, look, Drew Carey's got a beard. Oh, nice. My my number one Drew Carey memory is I went to... <laughs> this is getting out of hand. I was going to say, I, I, I really want to end of Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah, I, went, <laughs> I went to Disneyland in 2000. Disney okay. World, I'm okay. sorry, in, in Orlando, not okay. in California. We yes. don't go there. In in 2000. And at the, the studios, the Disney Studios, MGM Studios area, they had a thing where you go, you know, they had all sorts of stuff. They had like a live Indiana Jones thing and, the, you know, and they had a thing where you have uh, basically an interactive, it's a VR type experience where you're on, you're watching on the screen and you have headphones in and things, you know, so it feels like you're in whatever you're watching. And it was a, what they chose to put us through was a segment of the Drew Carey show <laughs> where Drew Carey gets blindfolded. And unleashes like a paper bag of bees in an office and it's just getting stung with bees. And that's what MGM Studios said. These people want to be interactive for this very scene of the Drew Carey show. Thank you, Disney. What a, what guys? What guys you are? You I'd did like, it. I'd like it to be one of those Disney things where it's like 4D and they add like a you know like a physical aspect to it. It was. They just release all the bees. There was. I think something like poked you in the back. Oh, did or it something. really? Yeah, okay, that's what like, I was wondering. Yeah. I've been scarred by Drew Carey ever since. Actually, you were scarred by the bees. The bees. But he spoke during it, so now when I hear his voice, I just think about being stung by, by bees. Anywho. Anywho. Presidents. Presidents. So I found uh, something from uh, some – it's called Two Meter Sessions uh, by Jan Doki Krosk. Uh, various versions of songs that are two meters, and there is a version of La, uh, Peaches – and I'd like you to play because I thought it was pretty good. Moving to country, gonna eat me a lot of peaches. Moving to country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to country, gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I like that cover. Yeah, that's or pretty that, good. Not version. It's not a cover. It's yeah. pretty good. They did it. So I'll do, uh, you want me to do like a speed round of what I've got? Or I think we're, we're, we're going to have to. Yeah, I've got it too. So you you do what you got. I've got two I've got two things. One, I don't want to spend too much time on, but I'm excited about. And one, I want to spend uh, at least three hours on. Well, thanks for that. Uh, so they did a cover of George of the Jungle for the George of the Jungle film yeah, Brendan soundtrack. Frazier. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser's best role by far. They covered the Mummy was okay. Kick out the jams by MC Five. Yep. Pretty good. They covered Willie Nelson. 
on a Willie Nelson cover album called Twisted Willie. Oh, boy. Uh, that also featured, on the same compilation, uh, you have the band L7 and Jerry Cantrell. Oh, yes. oh, you yeah. also have Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings. Great. It is wild. But they covered the song Devil in a Sleeping Bag, which I've never heard of that song by Willie Nelson. But Willie Nelson has like a thousand songs. So uh, it was pretty good. And then I found two versions of of Presidents of the United States of America by the group Apologetics. Most prolific. are They are a parody Christian group uh, a la um, Weird Al Yankovic, yep. except worse. Yep. Much worse. They did a except, version... Uh, well, that's you're kind of discrediting Weird Al almost. They did a version of uh, Peaches where they called it Preachers. Oh, and they did a version of Lump and they called it Plump about a fat king. Neither are really very bad. good. No, no, and we're not going to play them. Good. But they do exist. They don't and I want good. people to know they exist. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you know they're supposed to be on SNL in the fall of '95, but uh, Mr. Mr. Balu wanted to hang out with his family, so they didn't do it. So instead, they come back in January. Like I guess we'll just do Mad TV, and they just did Mad TV instead to a much really? smaller acclaim. Yeah. yeah they still no were doubt. in a sketch, and they did. Uh, they did lump, but then they also had to perform when the Saints go marching in and during the credits. Because what else are you going to do on Mad TV? That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> That's weird. they settled. How dare they? Yeah. Uh, let's see what. Uh, let me see. I don't know if there's any really other things that I. Found oh, I got. Are, I got one. Amazing. They did a cover of. I don't know if I'm going to butcher this or not. Ça plaît pour moi. Does that sound like something? That was better than I expected, so I'm gonna let it. What does that look like? Where is that? Uh, it was is it a, in the in the playlist? Yeah, under Gump. It's on the uh, soundtrack for So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is a, a Jim uh, or Mike Myers, Mike ve- Myers vehicle. I've never yeah. seen the movie. I've seen, but it's a it's a, a, a French song. I don't know. You should they, play it. It's pretty good. It's a it's a cover of a, somebody called yes. Plastic Bertrand. Yes, uh, it's a new wave slash yes. punk song. Pretty it's good. good. Have you heard the original? I probably have, yeah. but I don't like. It can be famously heard in the scene of uh, European Vacation, where they're da- going around to all, oh, the, all yes. the stores buying okay. all the clothes. That makes sense. Yeah, that's where that song. Thank is. you. I'm yep. glad you're here. Yeah, you know I got some stuff sometimes. Okay, we're always glad you're here. They so also what? did the. Oh, you got something? No, no, no. no I want you to keep. I want you. They also you've got. wrote the theme. They, they're doing all this TV stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all similar to Devo. Similar to Devo. Uh, it's true. It's all amazing. Everything and the guy from uh, uh, Wayne, uh, Founts of Wayne. Yes. He did a lot yes. of television. They Prior wrote the theme song the for the 1998 movie My Date with the President's Daughter. Oh, you my remember God. that movie? I watched that movie the other day. Did you yeah. Really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it on I, video. Oh I got my it. Goodness. I got it at uh, I think I got it at Half Price Bookstore or something like that. Oh my god. But yeah, I watched that. It has Will Friedle from Boy Meets World, yes. who also did the voice of Batman Beyond, which is amazing. True. I love that man. I love uh, the people's career from Boy Meets. I love Boy Meets World growing up. What was? The, oh, can you one more time again? What was that movie called? My date with the president's daughter. Hey, Ivanka. it's all relevant to Whoa, inauguration we're day. We're getting there. We're getting there. My getting there. With the president's daughter. Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? <laughs> all right, and then they I, they had. Ooh, the... we should do a redux of that with Hunter Biden. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Ooh, or we could go back in time only a little bit, and we can have a whole movie about the relationship with Ivanka Trump and her daddy. 
Ooh, that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking Jared Kushner, but that could be a thing oh too, I guess. Oh my gosh. Ooh, it's them fighting. I don't listen, we can't be a bunch of uh what did that guy call us in that email? Uh Gay we're boys, pretentious gay boys. Pretentious gay boys. We don't okay. want to be that. Talk about we're politics. Just, okay, with, no, we're recasting the movie with, My Date with a President's Daughter. Don't forget, we also have Braddy Mouth. We're Braddy Mouth, pretentious gay boys. Right. If you call us anything else, yeah, yeah. you're sorely mistaken sorely. because we have been well informed that that's what we are. Yep. And we're embracing it. And don't forget about it. You're embracing it. Did anyone find any of the Sir Mix a Lot like, group stuff? No. Very little. Yeah, I didn't find any of either, which is what is it? So they collaborated with, with Sir Mix-a-Lot as a group oh, called Subset, which yes. is a rock hip-hop band. Well, I forgot about that. That's yes. real. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, they, they only they almost could... kept doing it, too. Yeah. But Sir Mix-a-Lot wanted to go in a more experimental yeah. realm, and they were like, no, nah, we're, we're good. We're good. We don't want to no, do it. I you. think that we could only find, when we did the Sir Mix-a-Lot Alinea episode, I think yeah. we could only find live uh, stuff. But yeah, I yeah. totally forgot that they did that. They have the most insane career. Yes, they really do. Speaking of that, the thing that Kale is about to talk about. Let's go ahead and move on to that. Close okay, go ahead. to the craziest part. But Get first, before we do that, I want to do the really quick one. So they also, and this is one of the things, like if there's anything that's going to make it difficult for me to make a decision, it's the fact that they did a song uh, for Pokemon. Yes, this I was, saw that. This was a music video that they did uh, leading up to the release of Pokemon Black and White. Yep. And it's insane because like, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, the song uh, was recorded prior to the release of the game, and he's talking about the Pokemon that are within that game, and it's so freaking detailed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how you write that song. Well, what do you expect from from the president? It doesn't make sense though. Like if you listen to it, like it's not just like ah ha ha Pokemon. It's like details specific to did each you, Pokemon that he's talking about. Did you look up how they got how what maybe they got early release of the game and they played it? That might be it. That would have been pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. We should play it, though. It's truly one of the most phenomenal. I mean, it's easily the best Pokemon song from a rock band I've ever heard. Pretty easy to set that bar, but here we go. Aloma Mola is caring and sweet. Axew attacks with Tuscan teeth. Cofagricus is go-go-ghosty. Darmanitan is so-so toasty. Basculin comes in red and blue. Blitzel is electric and cute. Audino can hear everything. Deerling goes with the seasonal thing. Drillbur has a couple digger paws. Fracture has a powerful jaw. Muna gets inside your dreams. Lipert is little dark and mean. Servine lives out in the weeds. Sailorot's sword is strong indeed. Zoroark is crafty and dark. Gigalith is dense like rock. It's unbearably catchy. Let's also not forget that all of their albums pretty much have re- have been critically acclaimed to an extent. To an extent. Critics have all said good things about them. <laughs> and yet, listen to all of the ridiculous things that they oh, have I, in their yeah, songs. I love it. It's crazy. People I just like looked. It. I it's just fun. looked. Uh, they have a song called Some Postman. You know that song? That's a good song, too. I have totally forgot that I, did, I knew it, but I, it's good. I did listen to, uh, to Freaked Out and Small. I listened about half of Freaked Out and Small, which is good as well. Oh. <sighs> Quite good stuff. Okay, I'll get to your thing so we can... All right. Yep, yep. This is this is truly maybe one of the most interesting things I've ever found on any one of our episodes. So the lead singer of the President of the United States of America, Chris Ballou, uh, is now old. Yes. They have gotten older. They were really not young when they started, but it's pretty evident that they have reached an age where it's time to move on. So they are no longer together as a group. However, Chris Ballou is still an active musician. 
Now, Chris Ballou is under a new alias as of this current moment and is no longer releasing Presence of the United States of America music. Instead, he is working under the name of Caspar Babypants. Caspar Babypants is an artist who makes little kid songs. Yes. And this is where things get crazy. He has 17 kid albums to his name at this point under the title of Caspar Baby Pants. They are all just like, and so they're, they're also illustrated by his wife. His wife does art and she has an Etsy page where they have released books that are sing-along books that go along with songs he's created. And honest to God, it's so fun. Like, if you listen to these songs, it's insane how, like, fun they are. There are interesting songs on top of that. So, as some examples, they do a cover of a Woody Guthrie song mm -hmm. called Grassy Grass Grass for a compilation album. They cover the song Cotton Eye Joe yep. in kid form. It's adorable. I love it. And this is where things get really crazy is that he, because he's from the 90s, has many featured artists that are associated with these albums. For example, there is an accordion solo on a song called Long Long Dream by our friend Weird Al Yankovic. Hey, what? There you go. First, full circle. Listen, full circle it's also again. first full circle because he directed a music video that they did as well. Indeed, that's he cool. did. Now, if you thought to yourself, well, that's pretty crazy. That must be it. Wrong. Because he has other 90s groups that are associated. For instance, one of the songs features the bassist from Nirvana. Yeah. What? It has a vocal or has one of the members from Mudhoney, which I know that you enjoy, Tyler. Mm -hmm. And it has a member from Pearl Jam. Like, what is going on? So I act I got so excited about it okay. that I added so I used the album of the year website. Caspar Baby Pants was not an artist on the website where you could listen to and review his albums. Okay. So I added all 17 of his albums to the website, and I listened to his debut album all the way through and enjoyed it. Hmm. What'd you give it? I gave it a 70. Wow. Wow. See, yeah. That's a C. That's a, that's, but that's a kid's album. Yeah. Like a kid's album I gave. So let me, I'm going to play a song. Better than Jewel. I want that. Hey, there you go. Probably. <laughs> I am going to play a song because the thing that I found most compelling about Caspar Baby Pants is again, he is no slouch as a musician, as yeah. we all know, well. because he made a triple platinum album. There, well, it's it's, they're like also he, only a, a trio of a group, so you have to kind of do more with only three people, you know? That's true. That is true. That's a good point. Um, so, you know, they are kid songs and of course they have the silliness that is associated with kid songs. Like one of the books is called like penguin on a scooter. Like, you know, it's just, it's goofy stuff, but he's writing these songs for the most part. He's not just doing old kid classics. There are a couple, uh, on that debut album. There's three blind mice. There's, um, Farrah Jaka is another one that's on there as well on that, the, the debut album. However, there are some songs that are like genuine. They're like. They're like extra silly Binfold songs. Like, it's not like it's well written in a silly way and it sounds good. So, I'm going to play the song off of the debut album, Heard a Bird. I heard a bird tell me something true. I heard a bird tell another bird I'll always love you. I heard a bird 
summertime sun gives way to wintertime ice. If you don't think that that's a beautiful song, then you can get out of my <laughs> face. And the other thing, too, this is the last thing I'll say about Caspar Baby Pants, is that there's such a sincerity to what he's doing with these albums because he's mixing them, mastering them, producing them. He's, uh, you know, recording all of the music. He's writing all of the music. And he's done it for 17 freaking albums. Mm -hmm. You don't do all of that if you're not having fun with what you're doing. I think he's had fun his whole life. I think so, too. I think he's just genuinely always having a good time. Yeah. They should, he should uh, work with They Might Be Giants. I like them, too. They do some Well, they're going to have to do, if they do work with They Might Be Giants, there'll have to be some crossover training. Because the thing I want to speak about very briefly is the instruments that these people use in this band okay the yeah, presidents. Yeah. because uh, there are two stringed instruments and drums and between the two stringed instruments are less strings than on a standard six string guitar isn't that wild yes so they play a bass guitar and a git bass i which, thought that was fascinating which is i've known this for i a, want both yeah i've known this for a long time in fact and it, basically all they're doing is they're taking two six string guitars stringing one up with the two bass strings that are weird gauges for their locations, and they're tuned way down. And then they, they can do yeah. the same thing with the guitar strings. So they use three guitar strings that are weird gauges for their locations, and then they tune those way down. And they write the entirety of all of their music using only six strings between the two of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. isn't it? So isn't it tuned down to D, but they actually go lower to a? Uh, it's tuned a C, to C sharp. Both C of them sharp. are tuned yeah, to that's C what sharp. I thought I saw. Yeah. Yeah, which is just—it's craziness. I've known this for a long time, and it, it fascinated me when I was young. But you can hear if you really pay attention to President's songs because they have a lot of like overdrive and fuzz and stuff on their guitar, uh, on the guitar tone. You can really realize that he's playing a lot of things on like one string, you know. But the melodies right. are still really good. But it's just really interesting. So, I don't. You guys ready to close? I got one last thing. I guess we should yeah. talk about. Yeah, and that's yeah, the politics ahead. of the of the presidents. Okay. A oh band, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. A band named after the presidents should. Uh, it makes sense that they're a political, I suppose. And you wouldn't come up with that name otherwise. No, they've been heavily political over the course of their career, paying for uh, for Clinton. Yep. Fundraisers okay, for yeah, Clinton. Okay, yeah, I read this. Yes. And supporting Kerry. And uh, a really cool thing was in January of 2009, a few days before President Barack Obama's. Uh, inauguration of his first turn, term, geez, they released a single on an NPR show mm. called Moving In, which detailed the journey of Barack Obama. So they wrote a whole song about Barack Obama's journey to the White House. Which is pretty uh, cool. It's pretty cool. They also backed Bernie Sanders they in did. 2016. They backed Bernie Sanders. Which so is odd because like, if you think about it, like, they're not even an active band at that point, but they're still you know, popping up no. to make up you know, that was to right, support somebody. Yeah, that would have been after. That would have been right after they had ended, right. pretty much. Yeah, saying that they are quote old people now, which you that's know. what they said. They're ending because they're old. So he, they, uh, s- someone was questioning what he happened. Got, well, obviously he got way too invested in Caspar baby pants. Yeah, so well, yeah, that's fair. He doesn't have time for both. He said yeah. apparently they just disappeared in like summer 2015. They just quit doing stuff, and in 2016 someone's like, "Y'all doing stuff?" He's like, "Nah, we're old people now," mm. and that's that. Right. I mean, I'm sure that they would come back for, like, a fun reason. You know, I could see them. Again, like, the Pokemon song is something that, like, you wouldn't expect them to do. If they found a relevant reason to get back together and make a silly song, I bet they would do that. So, a band that I've liked uh, called New Radicals, Mm -hmm. uh, Uh you know that? Yeah. They are coming back to perform for uh, the Joe Biden inauguration. I did see The online thing tomorrow. I saw So, my call is if in four years, if Joe Biden is reelected, that... Presidency of the United States of America come back together and perform for that inauguration. Ooh. Yeah. The second one. Ooh, I support if. that. That's a big if. 
They got to count the votes again. They got to count the count votes again. again. We're just not sure. So. You know, it's not it's not official till you've counted them a hundred times. All right. Before we close out uh, with our votes, I will say that we had a couple comments on Patreon. If you forgot that Patreon is a thing because you haven't listened to us in a while, Patreon is still a thing that we are doing. And here are some comments from it. So uh, David, our patron, said, I've only heard peaches and lump, never heard of flying, whatever. Good support. Uh, I love the idea of saying flying whatever, even though the name of the artist is definitely in the poster. Yeah. And then uh, John said, when I was a kid, the he said POTUS, which is funny because, uh-huh. you know, self-titled album was one of four CDs that I owned. So I played that thing nonstop. Love that band. So, so much fun. Yes, they are very fun. They are fun. So with that being said, let us vote. I vote for the president of the United States uh, of America. Jeez. I hate it. I hate this episode. I vote for Flying Lotus. It's this is stupid. I hate you too. What? I know. Well, the what thing you, is, is, why that are you turning? I I think that this is a a tough one. It's I so actually, hard. It's, it's one of those ones that like it like this is betraying the the whole concept of good band bad band. He see see labbed all over me. He see labbed me, but I love the president so much. Okay. And Good Burger. Uh huh. This That's is tough. it's just super difficult because I think what I'm gonna have to go with. It's really hard because Flying Lotus uh, is really good musically, mm-hmm. and he meets my musical needs in that regard, sure. texturally and some things of that nature. Sure, sure. And he also meets my nerdy needs and Adult Swim needs, but the presidents meet all of the needs when I was young. I grew up listening to them and loved them. And, and they meet Weird the needs Al, that you're talking about just now. I know, and the all the needs, nerdy needs. And, yeah. I know. I it's This is super difficult. And uh, I think I'm gonna have to base this one off just of just me me making the choice choice I suppose. Sure. And I'll choose presidents. Yeah, there you go. I you, I, I thought you never got a five dollar flung Lotus CD. It's so I did not. <laughs> I certainly true. didn't. Bang for the buck. That's all I'm voting on. Tyler will change his vote, Flying Lotus. If you're out there, if you'll send him one of your albums for five dollars, send it to me for four ninety eight, and we'll talk. There you go. There you go. And as what would probably be expected by what I have read. Unanimous vote for presidents on Patreon. So, yeah, therefore, presidents of the United States of America win the round this week. Hopefully, so, they, hopefully he will win tomorrow. I mm. hope so too. Okay, make sure, make sure that you're got your national guard. Keeping an eye on the presidents of the United States of America. We have counted the votes. They have won as of this moment. That's true. But Flying Lotus That's could true. come in, yes. could make an argument. So just make sure that you keep. The I heard he's already States filed lawsuits against us. He's filed lawsuits God. in at least one to three basements on this street. Is Tyler the Creator representing him? I don't. I haven't been. It's not yet to be confirmed. It's yet to be confirmed. It could. It, it could be Thundercat. We don't know. Oh, I could see that too. So, thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Let us know who you think is the good band. Uh, send us some things, either email or message us or something. We will return someday and uh, enjoy your inauguration day as the presidents have before them. Goodbye. He's related. related. Yeah, that's that's actually related. Come on, Cody. Edit that. Oh, no. He's homeboy. He's been on hiatus a little longer (laughs) than we have. So...